Once again, I find myself making the trek to the circle of the Sisters of Hecate, but this time, not alone. My fury and hatred are not with me, not yet anyways. Only Sam. I refuse to make the walk with the rest of the coven. I will never make the march there with Roz or Maureen Beckett again. But I invited this younger Beckett to walk with me. Technically, most of the current coven were not present for the horrid betrayal Maureen and Roz were a part of the night my mother died. But I'm not ready to consider them as allies, as sisters. Even though my nomination for High Priestess is still in the air, still to be decided. Which is why I'm making the trek back. But it's only partly the reason I invited Sam to walk with me. So, when do you plan on upholding your end of the bargain? The first class hasn't even begun yet, and you think I'll already spill the goods? I'm not that easy. Maybe you should be, since you have a lot of ground to cover, earning my trust again. I still don't see why that trust was broken to begin with. It was you who never bothered to learn the truth of who I am. Yes, Aunt Roz told me about your past, but I didn't see what that had to do with me. I came to you eager and willing to learn tarot and to learn how to control the abilities that we share. And none of that was set up front, only the tarot bit. You hid what you were from me. So did you! Or you at least thought if I didn't make a stink about you manipulating my feelings that I just didn't know what you were doing to me. Either way is cowardice. It should be you trying to make amends with me, not the other way around. You're the one who's lording the secret of what happened to my mother over me. You were threatening to wipe out the whole coven. I should have just done it. Then why didn't you? Because you were there, you dumbass. There it is. The ugly truth. The fact that Sam had gotten to me. That she was the sole cause of my hesitation that night. My fury had almost engulfed me into an agent of revenge. Not myself, but I was willing to become that monster if it meant some sort of justice for my mother. Until I saw Sam step out of the shadows and lower her hood. In my dark veil of vengeance, she was the beacon of hope that night. Hope for something else, something more suitable to what my mother would have wanted. I still don't know if I care about what my mother would have wanted. Sam lets us walk on in silence until we hear those ahead of us at the circle. You know, I was angry for a long time after I lost my mother. And then I was doing my best to keep her memory alive by doing things I knew she wanted me to do. But in the end, I realized I gotta do what I want to do. That's what she really would have wanted. I don't know what your mother wanted for you, but the sooner you figure out what you really want, the better. You really letting the Beckett in your show today, huh? My family doesn't define who I am. You, of all people, should know that. And it's the only reason why I'm giving you another chance. She finally smiles for the first time since we started this damn walk. That's fair. I just hope you keep that open mind for the rest of the coven. It's all in the cards. Season 2. Prologue. I'm surrounded by neophytes, young and old, with only a few seasoned members of the coven here for support, or perhaps to see if shit goes down. Rachel, I know, is here to play the peacekeeper. She sits on my left with Sam on my right, just inside the rim of the circle. If there was a back wall, we'd be on it. I'm not here to mingle. Not yet. 
I want to know exactly what they think they can talk me into before I decide to get to know any of these wretches. Maureen stands in the front of the handful of young, easily manipulated witches seated before her, ready to be molded by her into the shape she wants for the coven. But Maureen already knows I've been put through the fire. I'm already set. All she can do is shine me up. Ross stands behind her mother, doing her best to put her face on. But I know that face. She's still fuming over what went down the night she let me into her circle. I'd almost wager she regrets letting me in. Then again, a self-righteous part of her may feel like it was worth losing her seat as high priestess to root out the sisters who defiled their circle with evil. We make eye contact for a split second, and I see it in her eyes. She's thought about killing me, not for the first time, and maybe not seriously, but I see her wheels turning. I bet she'd rather be dead than let me run her coven. Or maybe she'd just leave? Nah, she's too proud for that. That reason alone may be enough for me to accept the nomination. But I know I can't just walk into this coven. Even without Maureen and Roz in the way, I would never lead a coven of people I don't know. Tonight is the night to figure out if they're worth the energy, or if I could still just call the howlers to come and end them. It's a fun thought, Maureen hanging from Domino's mouth. I wonder if I could cause her more pain than my mother felt that night. The thought of my mother's death stirs my anger. But before it gets a good grip on me, Sam nudges my shoulder with hers. You said you'd come in with an open mind? I have. Then why do I see murder on your face? Because if tonight is as boring as I think it'll be, I'll straight up kill someone. Maureen steps closer to the group and raises her arms in welcome. Flashbacks of my mother doing the same thing come to my mind, and my anger flares again. How dare she stand where she stood? But then guilt dampens my rage when I realize I let her do it. I've let her and Ra stand there for 16 years. I wasn't strong enough back then to stop them. And hell, if they had the full weight of the coven behind them, I may not be strong enough today. But with the coven divided, I may stand a chance. Good evening, ladies, and welcome to the first of many classes in store for you with the Sisterhood of Hecate. I know many of you first spoke with Roz, but I am Maureen Beckett, Interim High Priestess while we undergo a transition, hopefully for the better of us all. But before I get to that, let me give you a rundown of what you can expect tonight and in the coming weeks if you choose to stay with us in worship and practice of Hecate's path. Ugh, just kill me now. Hush. Tonight will be an introduction into what our sisterhood represents and how we practice and worship the Triple Goddess. I tilt my head feeling the energy flowing with Maureen's words. It's stagnant. Not because she's a day older than dirt, but it's like she doesn't believe or doesn't want to say what she's saying. Has she lost faith in what she's doing? It wouldn't surprise me, but why now, after so many years of Ra's leading worship with Hecate? Interim High Priestess, if I may interject, I stand and all heads turn to me. Ra's glares at me, sure I'm stirring the pot. And I am, but not the way she thinks. Yes, Jade? Maureen still has the patience of an angel. Even after all these years, it's like she still sees me as that lost 16-year-old. But I ignore that for now and focus on the present situation. It seems only fair to make the new witches aware of the situation they're walking into. Murmurs stir around the circle. Half look interested like they know what's about to go down. The other half looks confused and a bit fearful now. Good. We were certainly going to come to that after the lesson. Why not do it before the lesson? We shouldn't be wasting anyone's time. 
They should know what they're stepping into, so that they can walk now, if they so choose, before we close the circle. It's Marine's turn to tilt her head. I guess I surprised her with my totally rational reasoning. Jeez, does everyone think I'm a ticking time bomb? You're right. Thank you for pointing that out. Pledges, this is Jade Albright. This past spring, she helped us unearth two sisters who committed murders in order to gain more power from a demon. Jade led the charge to bring justice to these betrayers and exorcise the demon. Shortly after, my granddaughter, Samantha. Sam, would you stand, please? Sam stands beside me, waving coyly at the circle. Sam nominated Jade as High Priestess. That is what prompted the transition. Roz has stepped down, and, like I said before, I have become Interim High Priestess, mostly to lead these classes, but will also lead some of our weekly worship circles. A young girl in the front raises her hand. She can't be much older than Sam. So many pliable souls here. Yes. Hannah, is it? Yes, ma'am. If she's been nominated, then why do you need to be interim? Is there someone running against her that wasn't mentioned? What is the process to becoming High Priestess? Great question, Hannah. I won't speak for all covens, but in the past we have let the Circle convene and elect High Priestesses. But Jade has not been part of our coven in many years. That sentence alone is enough to make my power flare. The foliage beneath my feet stirs, throwing some leaves into the air. Sam squeezes my hand, and some of my power jumps to her. She flinches, but only squeezes tighter, her quiet way of telling me to cool it. Damn it, why is a kid helping me rein in my emotions and not the other way around? I've got to work on this. The circle notices my power flare, some gasp in amazement, others in fear. The wrong kind of fear. Shit. Forgive me. The mention of the past is... a sore spot. Roz gapes, astonished, but Maureen smiles. Yes, for all of us. And if you so choose to commit to the Circle and become a sister, you will learn why. But for tonight, all you need to know is that in order to even make it to a vote for Jade to be High Priestess, she must attend classes and commit once again like the rest of you. Maureen, if I may... I couldn't help but notice the bag Ross carried in. Might I assume that it is a certain item I remember to help us learn about each other? Her smile fades a bit. She thinks she knows where I'm going with this, but she has no clue. It is. I was saving it for after introductions and a rundown of our beliefs. If you will humor me, I would like to use it before the neophytes so they can make their decision before we close the circle. Too many of them have already been startled by me. I can't imagine why. Maureen looks at me across the circle, calculating if it's really worth the risk doing what I say, and what it would cost if she doesn't. Finally, she raises her hand toward Roz. Rosalind, please bring me the cane. Roz does what her mother asks. She pulls the four-foot cane from the bag. It looks like it's wooden, but it isn't. <laughs> at least, not wood in the traditional sense. But I wouldn't dare tell the group myself what it's made out of. I'll wait until someone asks and forces Maureen to say it. Roz hands the cane to her mother, and Maureen holds it before the circle. This is the cane of my great-grandmother. Rosalind here is a comic book fan, and I don't know if any of you are, but she called it Granny's version of the Lasso of Truth. That thing can make you tell the truth? Well, not exactly. Will you help me demonstrate how it works, Maureen? I step forward now, making my way through the circle tossing a bit of calming energy at those who felt scared by me earlier, 
mustn't scare the little neophytes. Jade, this is not the way to- Oh, relax, Granny. I'm not going to air out our dirty laundry to the newbies. Ask me three basic questions, and I'll return the favor. A shadow of suspicion passes over her face, but she hands me the cane. I trust you remember how to use it? I grasp it and immediately throw energy into it. A blue-green light runs down the length of the cane with my energy and into the circle. A rush of cool air in the summer heat stirs through the crowd, but no one cries out in fear this time. Curiosity is all that clings to the air. The cane did not react to me. I simply charged it with my energy to power the magic inside. Anyone could use it as a regular walking cane without charging it. Marine, ask your question so I can demonstrate to the group what happens when you lie. How old are you? Sixteen. The cane turns orange with the embers of betrayal, and it glows hot in my hand, but not unbearable. Not yet. The oppressive summer heat returns to the circle. Do you live in Fort Smith? No. The cane scalds my skin now as if I've touched the steering wheel of my car after it's been sitting all day in the sun. This time answer truthfully before you hurt yourself. Depends on your question. Do you want to be High Priestess of this coven? She really went there. Figured as much since she's not sure what questions I'll pose to her. It could have been a worse question. That's the shitty thing about this damn cane. It reveals the truth that you don't even know about yourself. But I do my best to answer truthfully. I don't know yet. The cane returns to the blue-green from before. I hand it back to Maureen. She charges it with her own energy, and the blue-green turns to white. Your turn. Do not make me regret this, Jade. It's not my burden to know what truths you regret, Maureen Beckett. That's on you. But my question to you is the same as yours to me. Do you want to be High Priestess of this coven? No, I do not. I only stepped back in until we can decide how to move forward. The cane stays white. I move to my next question. I see the realization in Maureen's eyes. She knows where I'm going with this now, but it's too late to turn back. Would you rather that the coven return to its old ways of worship before Emma Albright took over? The color drains from her face and she goes quiet. I squint as the cane glows brighter but doesn't change color. Ross steps closer to her mother, but doesn't touch her. I don't regret asking, but this may have been a bigger point of contention than I thought. The way Maureen spoke before, it sounded like she didn't want to be doing any of this. I know that the coven switched its deity to Hecate when my mother took over, and I knew that Maureen wasn't completely on board with the switch, but understood she was outvoted. This is a question I want answered before I consider becoming High Priestess. Yes, I would. Her words are sharp quick. She's pissed and is not about to explain her answer. She doesn't owe me an explanation, but she may owe her daughter one. I've been away, but I know Ross has tried very hard to do the best she can for her coven. For her mother to say this in front of her is probably a blow worse than me asking for the truth of my mom. But that's what happens when you try not to hurt loved ones. Easy question, Maureen. Do you want me to be High Priestess? She smiles, but it's full of bitterness. I don't know yet, Jade. Once the cane stops glowing, Maureen hands it back to Roz. Roz takes it and stuffs it back in the bag. The interim high priestess straightens herself and faces the circle again. The cane will offer you all a chance to tell the truth to your potential sisters and perhaps make you face truths you didn't know were there. 
But that will be for another time. Before we switch back to our scheduled topics, Jade, you will attend these classes until the Coven deems you committed and worthy of joining. Failure to regularly attend will result in you losing your nomination. You sure you want me to regularly attend? <laughs> what I want doesn't matter. Sam nominated you for a reason. The Coven is entertaining this process for a reason. You have a chance to do real good here, Jade. It's up to you whether or not to take it. I walk back to my seat between Sam and Rachel as Marine begins her spiel once more. I hate that the old bat is right. I hate that the fate of this coven could be in my hands. Some days I want that responsibility so I can burn it all to the ground. Other days I want it so I can make the coven what my mother wanted again. But days like this, I don't know what the hell I want. I guess I better figure it out soon, before they decide for me.